Hi, welcome back to this channel. This time crimes detective will bring a shocking case across Australia. This criminal case is truly beyond reason and will leave you dumbfounded. This criminal case was carried out by a woman who committed heinous acts against her boyfriend. Catherine Knight was born and raised in an unconventional and dysfunctional family environment. Her mother, Barbara Rowan, had been married to Jack Rowan before Barbara began an adulterous relationship with Ken Knight, a friend and co-worker of her husband. Barbara had four children with Ken, including twin girls born in 1955 in Tenterfield. Catherine Knight was one of these twin daughters. Ken Knight, Catherine's father was an alcoholic who openly used violence and intimidation and would rape his wife Barbara up to 10 times a day. Having this kind of experience, Barbara often told her daughter's intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men. Later, when Catherine Knight complained to her mother that one of her partners wanted her to take part in a sex act she did not want to perform, Barbara told her to put up with it and stop complaining. Beside that, Catherine Knight also claimed she was frequently sexually assaulted by several members of her family, though not by her father, which continued until she was aged 11. Although there are doubts about the details, psychiatrists accept her claims, and the events have been largely confirmed by other members of the family. Apart from her twin sister, the only person whom Catherine Knight was close to was her uncle, Oscar Knight, who was a champion horseman. She was devastated when he committed suicide in 1969. When she attended Muswellbrook High School, Catherine Knight became a loner and is remembered by classmates as a bully who stood over smaller children. She assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who was subsequently found to have acted in self-defense. By contrast, when not in a rage, Catherine Knight was a model student and often earned awards for her good behavior. Upon leaving school at 15, without having learned to read or write, she gained employment as a cutter in a clothing factory. Twelve months later, she left to start what she referred to as her dream job, cutting up awful at the local abattoir. There, she was quickly promoted to boning and was given her own set of butcher's knives. At home, the knives were hung over her bed. Catherine Knight actually have been married with David Kellett, but in May 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa Ann, David Kellett left Catherine Knight for another woman and moved to Queensland, apparently unable to cope with the abuse. The next day, Catherine Knight was seen pushing her new baby in a pram down the main street, violently throwing the pram from side to side. After being released, Catherine Knight placed two-month-old Melissa on a railway line shortly before a train was due. A vagrant known in the district as Old Ted, who was foraging near the railway line, found and rescued Melissa, by all accounts only minutes before the train passed. A few days later, Catherine Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded she drive her to Queensland to find David Kellett. The woman escaped after they stopped at a service station, but by the time police arrived Catherine Knight had taken a young boy hostage and was threatening him with the knife. She was disarmed when police attacked her with brooms and was admitted to the Marisset Psychiatric Hospital. Catherine Knight told the nurses she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repaired Kellett's car, which had allowed him to leave and then kill both her husband and his mother when she arrived in Queensland. 
When police informed David Kellett of the incident, he left his girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother to support Catherine Knight. Catherine Knight was released on 9 August 1976 into the care of her mother-in-law and along with David Kellett. They moved to Ipswich, a city west of Brisbane, where she obtained a job at the Dinmore Meatworks. On 6 March 1983, they had another daughter, Natasha Mary. In 1984, Catherine Knight left David Kellett. She moved, first to her parents' house in Aberdeen, then to a rented house in nearby Muswellbrook. Although she returned to work at the abattoir, she injured her back the following year and went on a disability pension. Since she no longer needed to rent accommodation close to her work, the government gave her a housing commission residence in Aberdeen. After that, Catherine Knight met 38-year-old miner David Saunders in 1986. A few months later, he moved in with her and her daughters, although he kept his old apartment in Scone. Catherine Knight soon became jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would often throw him out. He would move back to his apartment, where she would invariably follow and beg him to return. In May 1987, she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup in front of him, for no more reason than as an example of what would happen if he ever had an affair. In 1997, Catherine Knight became pregnant by 43-year-old former abattoir co-worker John Chillingworth and gave birth the following year to a boy they named Eric. Their relationship lasted three years before she left him for a man she had been having an affair with for some time, John Price. John Charles Thomas Price, born 4 April 1955, was the father of three children when Catherine Knight had an affair with him. Reputedly a terrific bloke liked by everyone who knew him, his own marriage had ended in 1988. Price was well aware of Catherine Knight's violent reputation as she moved into his house in 1995. His children liked her, he was making a lot of money working in the local mines, and, apart from violent arguments, at first life was a bunch of roses. In 1998, Catherine Knight and John Price fought over his refusal to marry her. In retaliation, she videotaped items he had allegedly stolen from work and sent the tape to his boss. Although the items were out-of-date medical kits that he had scavenged from the company rubbish tip, John Price was fired from the job he had held for 17 years. That same day, he kicked her out and she returned to her own home, while news of what she had done spread throughout the town. A few months later, John Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow her to move in with him. The fighting became even more frequent, and most of his friends would no longer have anything to do with him while they remained together. On 29 February, he stopped at the Scone Magistrates Court on his way to work and took out a restraining order in an attempt to keep her away from both himself and his children. That afternoon, John Price told his co-workers that if he did not come to work the next day, it would be because Catherine Knight had murdered him. Despite their pleas that John Price should not return home, he stated that he was afraid Catherine Knight would kill his children if he did not. Later that night, Catherine Knight entered John Price's house and woke him up for sex, after which he fell asleep. At 6 a.m. the next day, the neighbor became concerned that John Price's car was still in the driveway, and when he did not arrive at work, his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. Both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on John Price's bedroom window to wake him, but they alerted police after noticing blood on the front door. Police arrived at 8 a.m. 
Breaking down the back door, police found John Price's body, with Catherine Knight comatose from taking a large number of pills. She had stabbed John Price with a butcher's knife while he was sleeping. According to the blood evidence, he awoke and tried to turn the light on before attempting to escape, while Catherine Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door and get outside, but he either stumbled back inside or was dragged back into the hallway, where he finally died after bleeding out. Later, Catherine Knight went into Aberdeen and withdrew $1,000 from Price's account at an ATM. John Price's autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed at least 37 times in both the front and back of his body, with many of the wounds extending into vital organs. After John Price had died, Catherine Knight used her skills from the slaughterhouse to completely skin John Price. She then decapitated the body and dumped the head into a pot with vegetables in it. Catherine Knight cooked up a few parts of his body and placed it on two plates alongside a serving of baked potato, vegetables, and gravy. She put two name cards with the names of John Price's children. Then, she positioned the rest of his body on this favorite chair and crossed his legs. Catherine Knight also hung the skin from a meat hook in the lounge room, his head was on the stove, and slices of his buttocks had been still lying on the table as a meal intended for his children. Catherine Knight initially pleaded not guilty, claiming that she remembered nothing from that night. However, later she changed her plea to guilty but is not admitted to the crime. Because of Catherine Knight's grotesque actions and lack of remorse, the judge sentenced Catherine Knight to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, making her the first and only woman in Australian history to receive that sentence.